0: Welcome to Art Time of the Month presents The Emmys! The Emmys 2019! Um, <laughs> 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 Can we just get the foghorn?
1: Yes, followed uh, by a Bob Barker, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> with a long, skinny microphone? Yes. You know, the Emmys could have done with a Bob Barker, a kind of host. So ah! To speak. Look at me segueing like a yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to break down all of the Emmys for you the yeah. lowest rated Emmys in Emmy history. Oh. But because we talk so much about television and what's coming out, and because so much of television is now streaming, and like so much of what was nominated is no longer basic cable anymore um, or your standard network shows. Like, such a small percentage of the nominations were, were network nominations. Yeah. Were basic cable nominations. Um, um, so, yeah. So, we've had a lot to talk about over the year of our television. And now, television's what should have been television's biggest night.
1: No, wasn't.
0: Wasn't. Um, so, there was no host.
1: No, there wasn't.
0: How did you feel about that?
1: Could have used a host.
0: It definitely needed a host. But also like, I think that like Oscar got it right because Oscar was like, we're not going to have a host, but we're still going to have a banging opening number. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Emmys tried to do that. Flat. Flat. It fell so flat. They had a lovely poignant moment with Brian Cranston, Mm -hmm. you know, where he talked about television being so damn good today. And and he's right. And that's wonderful. He's right.
1: He's part of that.
0: Yes. And I love that he spoke about, you know, 50 years ago we were watching the moon landing on television. And television has done that for us. That's wonderful. But that was it. That's all we got. (laughs) Yeah. Where the fuck was the host? we needed something bigger than that we needed some kind of connective tissue throughout the entire ceremony because it was just yeah,
1: like because it's exactly right it felt completely disconnected mm-hmm. there was no through line
0: mm-hmm.
1: and again with Oscar Oscar got it Oscar got it right because Every single thing that came out there was still, like, someone who was doing, like, an element of the hosting. Yeah. But it was... It didn't feel as disjointed no. as it did with the Emmys. And
0: everybody went into the Oscars saying, like, we're, we're doing this together as a community. Like, we get it. Exactly. And it was, it was thoughtful. It was supported. The Emmys just felt like, oh, we didn't get a host. All right, we'll make it work.
1: Yeah. Oscar would do it. I'm like, no, it fell flat. Mm. And Yeah, yeah. With the
0: Emmys, it was bad. So... We had that Homer Simpson moment. Then Anthony Anderson tried to have a funny moment. That was not good. Um, Yeah. No. We needed more. Emmy, we expected more. We wanted more. more.
1: We needed more. We We wanted more. We expect
0: more next year. Make it happen now. Um, so we're not going to go through like category by category. We can't do that really, but there were huge, even though it was like a really poorly rated ceremony, there were moments, there were some really historic moments and really important moments that happened. Um, you know, we have to talk about mother Porter,
1: mother, this is turning out to be Billy Porter's year, Billy
0: Porter's year. And then some. Mm -hmm. And then some.
1: And then some.
0: Because he's not just having a moment in um, fashion, you know, like the Christian Siriano dress at the Oscars last year really put him on another level. Yeah. He already had such an established career, but now he has eyes on him. Yeah. Everyone's paying attention to what he does next. And so... He has consistently since then, like, brought it on every single red carpet and used his platform to make a statement and then some, Mm -hmm. you know, and then he's nominated for an Emmy for Pose. That was historic because Mm -hmm. his win meant that he was the first openly gay black man Mm -hmm. to win an Emmy for a leading actor
1: role. Yeah, for playing an openly gay. HIV positive black man.
0: Correct. I mean, all of that is groundbreaking. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Just again, like, and and that's kind of the, that's kind of one of the, this, the tragic things about this year's Emmys is that there was a lot of these historical moments that were happening Mm -hmm. and, but no one was watching. Mm -hmm. Does it, and it's one of those, like, if any, if no one watches, does it matter? I'm like, Mm -hmm. yes, it matters. And like, you know, Wendy, you bring up a good point about like there's no one's watching network television anymore. Yeah, um, this is us is the only network television mm-hmm. show to, I think, get a win or a nomination or one of the. It it has a superlative of being like the only network television show for whatever, mm-hmm. and it's just like, you know, this is it, the you can't. Uh, it, it's also interesting because it's like it comes into questions of access, right? So mm-hmm. like, who can access the good art? Are the people who can pay? Um, who can pay for the good art in yeah. in those different ways. And so it's just kind of sad that, like, network TV is not at this point where they're trying to do this kind of groundbreaking work because they're afraid of ratings, but yeah. they're already are not getting the ratings. And
0: yeah. So, so, mm, mm, yeah. So much. But meanwhile, like, our world is evolving. Our country is evolving. Our art is evolving. Yeah. And when these big, big, big moments happen... You know, and they are to be so celebrated by their immediate community. I mean, everyone at the Emmys was on their feet. But who else was watching that moment? Yeah. You know?
1: I and know. and I didn't watch live.
0: I did not watch live.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. Is yeah. that like, you know. Normally
0: I would, but. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: A lot of people aren't watching live anymore. Mm. Make it e- make it easier to stream. Make it easier to stream live, folks. Yeah. Like if you but want. But again,
0: you got to pay for it. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, Patricia Arquette also had another really political moment. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of political moments on that stage. Um, and I People don't using those like, platforms. Yeah. And when we say political moments, it's not Republican Democrat moments. It's like issues based. This is happening in the world. Patricia Arquette won for that movie on... The Act, right? The Act, yeah. That was a Hulu movie about um, the woman with um, Munchausen's by proxy yeah. who like poisoned her own daughter and th- mm-hmm. until her own daughter like fought back and killed her. And yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, so Patricia Arquette won and when she got up, she spoke of the death of her sister, Alexis and how trans mm-hmm. people are being erased and how it's our responsibility to give them jobs. They are people, they need jobs and we need to offer that to them. Um, and Laverne Cox was on her feet and everybody was on their feet. And that was, again, like another really beautiful moment.
1: Laverne Cox brought like an attorney from the ACLU and had like, um, uh, her purse had like uh, the a date, I think it's October 8th. Because mm-hmm. there's going to be a, there's a major like Supreme Court case that's being decided uh, mm-hmm. coming up. And so even like with the fashion and just, mm-hmm. you know, we're having it's a, it's a good it's a good moment for that and and again who was watching
0: who's watching
1: who was watching
0: uh, start watching people my goodness but patricia arquette spoke of her sister and said you know she'll be in mourning for the rest of her life and mm-hmm. and that's so real right yeah. especially when these deaths are are tragic and unnecessary and awful and um and alexis arquette and the arquettes are a hollywood family yeah you know and when alexis arquette trans actress Is dead this year. That's awful. Yeah, yeah. It was a sad moment, but an important one. Um, Michelle Williams also got political when she spoke about pay equality. Damn right. Now we have been big fans of Fosse Verdon here on our time of the month.
1: Absolutely. Um, I I think it was Tom Zohar on Twitter who said uh, that uh, she was going to win an Emmy just for that hand gesture from Escaping Fosse. like, yeah, and um, I'm like, and yeah, so I feel like you know Tom is a prophet, and that was very.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that was Tom. I think it was. I saw it posted on my friend James's wall. Somebody put it there. Um, I think that that kind of went viral. It was doing a thing, but like mm-hmm. Michelle Williams had this hand gesture of like uh, crying and wipe and pushing Fosse away, yeah. and like
1: like that is a dancer. It was
0: so <laughs> epic. It was so perfect. Um,
1: but yeah, so, you know, let's, let's go back in time to, you know, when, uh, Kevin Spacey, uh, who's, you know, always been problematic, but when he was fired from all the money in the world and, uh, doing reshoots and everything. And then we, it comes out that Mark Wahlberg, uh, made significantly more money mm-hmm. than, uh, was paid more for, uh, than Michelle Williams.
0: Michelle Williams was paid like. Essentially, like, a stipend to yeah. do reshoots. Yeah. Yeah, and it was embarrassing. And
1: and he was paid, like, over a million dollars. Over a
0: million, which he then ultimately wound up donating to um, Time's Up. But... Mm. But that's the whole point. Time's up, right? Um, And so that kind of visibility, she said in her speech, and she thanked the people who, uh, you know, when she said something didn't feel right, or she needed new voice lessons, or she needed a different wig, or she needed better shoes. Like, those things cost so much money, and their team never once said no to her. And that empowers an actor to do their job. Yeah. And so, like, she spoke about that, about, like, listening to women, when they tell you what we need, like, believe them, because that empowers an artist to believe in themselves and invest in their craft. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the way that she spoke was just so, so eloquent and so beautiful. Uh, and she was there with um, Busy Phillips, her bestie. hmm um, who again, that's like another example of like women just holding up women and celebrating your friends and standing with your sisters. And uh it was that was a really powerful moment. Yeah. And I think one of the only Emmys that Fossey Verden won. Yeah. Was that the only Emmy it won?
1: It might have been, because uh, I it didn't win limited series. Ugh,
0: fucking tragic.
1: I know. I mean, Chernobyl's Chernobyl, but like, you know.
0: But Fosse Verdon. Fossey
1: Verdon was Fosse Verdon. I mean,
0: you got a bunch of screaming musical yeah. theater queens that are like, fuck Chernobyl.
1: Yeah. Give did you see
0: Fosse Verdon?
1: I know. I don't think Sam Rock- Rockwell. Um, he
0: did not win. No, he no. didn't.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: No, because mm-hmm. um, who did win? Was Jerell Jerome? Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we can't say that that was not, not justified. Earned. Yeah, no. absolutely. Um, Jerell Jerome won for when they see us. Do you want to talk about that? Well, it was one of the only
1: Emmys, right? That when they see us won as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, thanks Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just dredge up all of the terrible, awful things from uh, the late '80s, early '90s. Serious. Um, so Jerell Jerome wins, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's just it, again. It's just one of those things where it's like let's have this like young, <laughs> this young actor, diverse. Um, I think I think he is um Afro Latino, right? Yes. Um, and it's just it's just one of those moments where it's like again, who's watching? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I didn't catch his speech. Uh, I did. because I, I, I what I did was like I watched. Um. I I watched a lot of the important moments on like YouTube mm-hmm. and like The Hollywood Reporter you know thank God they had all of the all of the speeches <laughs> on mm-hmm. one article so I watched all of the speeches but I didn't make it to his
0: got it he um, he dedicated his award and thanked the exonerated five mm-hmm. and he you know recognized them as as we know them now the exonerated five all five of whom were in the audience mm-hmm. and stood up and honored him and again it was a moment that like, I'm gonna like get emotional, that like everybody in the Emmys crowd also honored that in that through television we get to tell these stories that this happened in our very recent history. Yeah. And the man who condemned these five men to like a called ad. for a death sentence is now sitting in the highest office in the land mm-hmm. and mentally ill, you know? Yeah. and And, um, you know, just that, just bringing them like a, giant fucking magnifying glass to that injustice is insane and that's why seeing When They See Us is so important. So 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 important. Um, And I know it's hard to watch but it's important because it's recent. Yeah. It's important because it's still happening. Yeah. It's important because our president is directly involved in stories like that that have now shaped where racial inequality is in our country right now. Mm -hmm. Um Ooh, I'm going to step off my high horse now. Mm-hmm. Thanks.
1: Out the soapbox, right? Thanks
0: so much. Um, but Jarrell Jerome was, you know, yep. had a really beautiful moment and he was there with his mom and, you know, he talked about how he he was like, I feel like I should just be back in the Bronx right now. And, you know, and like it was just a really surreal moment for a young actor. Um, but it was lovely. Um, I want to talk about Alex Borstein's speech. Mm-hmm. Um, that also was super emotional. She won for Mrs. Maisel, of course, obviously as you know, Mrs. Maisel, along with Fosse Verden, the most perfect television. Yeah, perfect, perfect television. Yeah. Um, Alex Borstein told the story of her grandmother, who was a Holocaust survivor, who was in line to be shot into a pit, and she stepped out of line, or she asked the guard, "What happens if I step out of line?" And the guard said. I'm paraphrasing here. The guard said, I don't have the heart to shoot you, but someone else will. And she stepped out of line. And for that, she said, I am here, and my children are here, and all of that. And she cha- like championed all of us. She said, step ladies, out step out of line. Step out of line and be brave, and step out of line. And <sighs>
1: Poorly timed. Emotional. Uh, prior to that, mm. the, um, I think that was prior to that was the Ken Jeong, Nick Cannon like, um, or I, I don't know if it was maybe before the
0: TikTok thing, the
1: TikTok thing I think that
0: happened after I think.
1: after. Yeah. So yeah. poorly timed mm-hmm. in that regard where it's like, all right, now we're going to do this fun thing. Whereas if you had a host mm. who could gauge could tone, you
0: into that a little bit. Yeah,
1: exactly. You yeah. had someone who can like, you know, diffuse it just a little bit mm-hmm. before we go into this like utter nonsense. And, you know, mm-hmm. but by the way, do we even care about the Masked Singer? No. No. No one cares about the best singer.
0: Well, then what I realized too is that, like, they, they, it was very late into the ceremony before I realized they were doing this by like sections, Mm -hmm. by like all of the comedy awards first. And Mm -hmm. then they moved into all of the reality television Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like miniseries, movie miniseries stuff. And then they moved into, um, then they moved into the variety stuff. Then mm-hmm. they moved into the drama stuff. Yeah. Um, so like even that like significance of like the way that they chunked out the ceremony like wasn't clear to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: know? um, yeah. They needed a fucking host. Yeah. They, fucking a host. It's important. Yeah. Important. And it's a place of distinction for someone to host an event like that. Yeah. If you want people to care about your industry, like pay attention to the ceremony. Yeah. There is a sense of occasion. We've talked about this. It's why we do separate episodes for them.
1: Exactly. (laughs) This is where you can honor the people in your industry. Yeah. Do it properly.
0: Mm hmm. Lauren Michaels had a really beautiful moment Mm -hmm. um, where SNL won on the cusp of their 45th season. Mm -hmm. um, And SNL kind of under fire right now for. For all of that scandal with exactly. Shane Gillis and all of that. Um, but Lorne Michaels had this really beautiful moment saying that the episode they submitted for the nomination was the Adam Sandler hosted episode. Specifically the moment where he paid tribute to Chris Farley. Yeah. Um, and he also spoke of the fact that so many of the men who were on crew, running rigs, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, like all of them were still on the show. Have still been on the show since the days of Adam Sandler and Chris Farley and knew them both. Yeah. Um, And how everyone was in tears at that. Everyone was in tears. Oh, it was. Everyone watching. It was one of the uh,
1: poignant moments of of the season. And
0: I really spoke also to the legacy of Saturday Night Live and like the longevity of that show. Um, It was, that was such an important moment in pop culture for so many reasons this year. It was really, really lovely and and Lauren Michaels, who is so staunchly you yeah. know, cold um for him to kind of have that moment that felt a vulnerability soft and, and vulnerable yeah. and warm was was really important. And again, who's watching
1: that, I, this this had the potential to be a very like historic groundbreaking emotional Emmys. but like who watched
0: who, who asked? was watching? You know, when we flash back to like, you know, hashtag the Oscar so white, you know, and, and all there are these flawed things that have happened at award ceremonies for so long. And it's like, who's watching? Who's watching? This is why. Yeah. All right. uh, Let's talk a little bit about Game of Thrones. And
1: uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it. I mean, like, Game of Thrones won the end, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. They won everything. It's over now, the end. Yeah. yeah.
1: It cements HBO's, you know, uh, HBO's status as, like, the most Emmy-nominated, like, network and co- that studio. That series
0: alone, though, what they yeah. did say was in Emmy history, um, that is the most decorated series ever.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Of any
0: series that has ever been on television ever. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, home box office.
1: Yeah. But again, like for the season.
0: Yeah, like did that season deserve it? I heard no.
1: If the Peter they did, Dinklage won. Peter Dinklage won, which, you know. Did that, he deserve it? He deserved it, yes. He deserved okay. it. I mean, I felt like it was one of those like uh uh, Stephanie J. Block type things, but <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. he did. He definitely did deserve it. His performances have always been great. For
0: those of you not following, the Stephanie J. Block reference <laughs> refers to her winning for the Share Show at the Tony Awards. Yeah, and because Stephanie J. Block is amazing, and because it was you know Share is an icon and all of that, she won the Tony for Best Leading Actress. But the show was awful.
1: Yeah. And for this season, I mean, the main thing about the season was that it just felt rushed. And when like Game you, of Thrones Game of Thrones. Yeah. And when you watch the documentary that they did about what it what how they made the final season of Game of Thrones, you can they are very honest about like, yeah, we're doing basically, you know, we're on a TV schedule doing movie things. Yeah. And you can't do that. And the show was just like enormously expensive mm-hmm. and very cost prohibitive, but they had to do what they had to do to make it right. And the scale of it, yeah, you can see that they deserved the Emmy for sure. Mm-hmm. But as far as like story t- storytelling and the fandom and just like how rushed it felt when in previous seasons you had 10 episodes to kind of like, you know, pussyfoot through whatever, uh, like whatever land they're in for like an episode of nothing that was just like th- literal getting from one place to another, no, de- no plot development, nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just felt like the last season could have been better, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's what we got.
0: Well, I'm one of the 3% yes. of the world that has never seen a single fucking episode. Maybe three and a half. <laughs> Maybe.
1: Maybe <laughs> just three just and gonna a half. I'm going to assign
0: a random number to it, um, but I've never seen a single fucking episode of it, and I doubt that I will.
1: Mm, uh, yeah. It, you would really have to be on one to, mm. like, to get there. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I'm... I'm not motivated at all.
1: And it's fine. I, no. and, and you know what? I'm all about that. Like if I'm not, I'm not that person anymore trying not to be that person where it's like, what do you mean you don't watch this? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I'm always curious as to why people think things are not for them or yeah. it's just not in their radar. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, if it's, if game of Thrones is not in your radar because of X, Y, or Z. And I always am curious about that. And then sometimes people will say, well, it's about this, that, and the other. And I'm like, I don't think you think it's what it's about. Yeah. Maybe give it, like, an episode or just see if you like it. But, again, you know.
0: And people have told me that, too. And, honestly, like, I'm, I feel like I probably would get into it because I am I like to binge things. Um, yeah. And I'm a huge, like, fantasy Harry Potter person and all of that. Though, I mm-hmm. don't know. I just, like, it just seemed like an investment of time. And I just yeah. never really got into it. So, and then by the time I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll watch it." Everyone was like, "Season 6 sucks." And I was like, "Okay, fine." But even though I have never seen a single episode of it though, it has always been clear to me that it's cinematic, that it's Yeah. it like from what I've seen in clips and imagery and all of that, it seems like it's shot on a movie scale. Yeah. yet it's television. It's television. <clears throat> well,
1: you get all 60 minutes of the action. Like it's not like 45, mm-hmm. 40 like you would if it had commercials.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, respect's paid. The show is ending. It has solidified its place in Emmy history. Yeah. And there you have it. Now, also speaking of Emmy history, on Emmy night, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Veep had, you know, a lovely send-off. They honored the last season of Veep happening. Julia Louis-Dreyfus was nominated for Best Leading Actress, and had she won she would have been the most decorated actress in Emmy history. Yeah. Singular. Mm -hmm. Um, She was beaten... Mm-hmm. By Phoebe Waller Bridge for fleabag. fleabag. Have you? Did you see Fleabag?
1: No, still haven't seen Fleabag. You still
0: haven't. Didn't I assign your homework? You
1: did. Yep,
0: you failed my class. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Um, yes. But I mean, now I might because apparently the hot priest is going to oh play. Oh my god! Uh, the the hot priest is going to play uh, Tom Ripley in The Talented Mr. Ripley. Yes,
0: and yep. the hot priest won also won an Emmy for mm-hmm. guest, um, for like featured player in a in a Yeah. whatever Um, but yo Fleabag and I just love her story that like she was like you know someone who's like dirty and pervy and weird and like told a story and now I'm here at the Emmys and yeah
1: and not too long ago she was at the Edinburgh Fringe
0: yeah I love that too that it started there and like this really small scale kind of independent festival and then it made its way to this international stage and that's
1: yeah and Broadway and and
0: Broadway and and all of that so exciting were there any dresses at the Emmys that you were like, ugh?
1: Nothing that I was, I, I really, I mean, again, like, it was just whatever you could see, whatever I could see from the reporting for afterwards, but, I yeah, mean. Yeah,
0: everything was pretty, like, middle Maybe of the Gwyneth line. Paltrow. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow had a weird dress moment where she, like, shimmied, like, shuffled out to the stage.
1: Yeah, I was like, can she move in
0: there? <laughs> no, it was clear that she couldn't. It yeah. was either her shoes or her dress that were, like, inhibiting the way she was walking. Yeah. It was real whack.
1: Gwendolyn Christie, mm. who had her like, you know, very beautiful but very like, you know,
0: of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Where she looked like a regal, like medieval. Yeah, queen she looked of- like,
1: you know, like La Virgin de Guadalupe was like
0: <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes
1: I was cause like they all co- they all came out and they, you know everyone I was like is she in costume that's exactly <laughs> what I
0: was gonna say I was like did she steal that from wardrobe What's I was like and, like and
1: it's just funny cause like you know her, her character is so mask presenting mm-hmm. uh, because she's a knight and she's in armor the whole time uh-huh. so it's just like fascinating when she comes out and she like is this very kind of like femme look but also very period
0: that is so funny yeah um I mean, there it is. But who watched? But who was watching? (laughs) Who was watching? (laughs) Who was watching? I think also, too, like, the commentary and what we've been doing here on this podcast as well is, like, we have this investment in art, right? We are watching things every month so that we can Mm -hmm. talk about them and have these conversations. Mm -hmm. But there's also something said... About when the time comes for us to pause and celebrate this as a craft overall. Yep, Mm -hmm. those are the moments where we need to pause and watch. Really, you know, and even you and I couldn't watch it live. No, couldn't watch
1: it live. Didn't like. I was like, I can't carve out the time to watch mm -hmm. this live. And I
0: always do. And had I not been in, you know, a full day of rehearsals or whatever, like I would have been there. But, but even so, like I, you know, I don't have. Uh, a DVR service anymore. So now I'm like watching things on Hulu and unless it's on Hulu, I'm not going to watch it live, yeah. you know. So so there it is. Sorry, Emmys. Listen, Emmys. We'll see what happens
1: next year, but, you know, get yeah. a host.
0: Emmys, get a host, please. And then all of you who are listening, you know, support support the awards. Awards are important. Yeah. Because they honor what we do.
1: They add an air of legitimacy.
0: They do. And, and everyone and all of these stories that were told this year were so important. Yeah. You know, they tell our history. They honor our culture. They honor cultures that we are not familiar with.
1: Yeah. And television more than movies, more than uh, more than uh, motion pictures, uh, uh, does, does exactly that. It can speak to a more immediate culture. It can mm. speak to the more current moment. And, we're, you know, again, we're in this golden age of TV where mm. – we can do that, you know? So, yeah.
0: So, we are watching. We're going to keep watching. And we're going to come at you with our, you know, the next award show coming up is the Golden Globes. Yeah, in January. In January. So, I mean, we are living our lives like it's golden golden. Yeah. And we will be there for sure. I mean, and by there, I mean in one of our living rooms talking about it. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right, guys, thanks for listening to our episode and... Enjoy your time of the month.